Hello and welcome to Treasury Talks, the podcast series brought to you by the Treasury Today Group. I'm Sophie Jackson, Joint Publisher and Head of Strategic Content at the Treasury Today Group. In this episode, we take a look at sustainability in Treasury, speaking with Patrick Payet, Secretary of State for the Seychelles and winner of the 2019 Adam Smith Award for Best Sustainable Financing Solution. There are two highly commended winners in this category. The first is Republic of Seychelles. Patrick Payer, Secretary of State for Finance, Trade, Investment and Economic Planning, collects the award. We also speak with Lance Kawaguchi, Managing Director, Global Head of Corporates for HSBC's Global Liquidity and Cash Management Division. We assess what we mean when we speak about sustainability, specifically in the Treasury space, and assess the many benefits that sustainable financing can bring to your organisations and to the greater ecosystem. So first up, Richard Parkinson, Chair at Treasury Today, headed to HSBC's London offices to catch up with Lance Kawaguchi and hear about the work that HSBC is doing in this space. So let's hear how they got on. Lance, great to be with you today and to have the chance to talk to you about sustainability, which I know is an important topic for you guys. But um, tell me a bit more about what you think sustainability means and can you help me understand how it fits with ESG and CSR, which we also hear so much about? Sure, Richard. Thank you again for taking time. I appreciate it. Um, In recent years, the focus on sustainability has been growing in popularity across the globe. Um, And Treasury's been facing increasing pressures to embed sustainability principles to support and drive their corporate strategies. Sustainability means being aware of environmental, social, and economic influences and building for the future without compromising on the resources, but also the ability of future generations to meet their needs. When I think about it, digitization, automation, and cloud-based computing are just some of the areas where Treasurers can make a positive difference Uh, reducing both their carbon footprint for the Treasury Department, but also cost leakages through inefficiencies. So this is quite interesting. Sustainability fits within ESG and also CSR, but both refer to taking responsibilities to innovate, also to grow and improve risk management, resulting in a more sustainable business. For example, as a major international business, HSBC, we have an impact on people all over the world. So groups, while taking into account uh, their accounts and aspirations, but also working with customers, employees, suppliers, regulators, investors, and wider communities to serve them. We have a duty to manage also the impact of our business on the environment. Without doing this, we cannot really thrive over the long term. So we value the potential we have as a global universal bank to help facilitate the transition to a low carbon economy and support the delivery of the United Nations Sustainability Development Goals. I know that's a lot. And it, it, it strikes me that there's therefore a cost to being sustainable. Is that right? Now, that's a great question, Richard. Um, what's interesting, a recent HSBC report found companies are feeling a lot of pressure from their customers to become more sustainable. So as a result, businesses are making more ethically or environmentally sustainable changes to their supply chain to improve cost efficiencies and revenue in a responsible way. What's interesting, the report found that companies are now looking to increase their level of investment to become even more environmentally sustainable. 
Some of the findings were that 45% saying that they plan to increase investment over the next one to two years. Among them, 65% plan to increase their level of investment by more than 5%. So what this all means is that the cost of not being sustainable far outweighs the initial cost of becoming more sustainable. And that's an important point. However, the main barriers to entry and becoming more sustainable are potentially sizable investments in staff and also the systems. An investment in staff relates both to improving the current workforce well-being, as well as looking to recruit the next generation whose values fit with the organization's sustainability strategy. Um, an investment in systems will come from upgrading core and traditional platforms to be able to cope with the optimization and digitization of treasury processes which may require additional investments into developing things like APIs and securing cloud storage space, for example. So how does sustainability impact on all these issues and on, on the profit of the company? Well, I think oftentimes people forget that being sustainable doesn't mean that you're not going to be profitable. So a treasury function can contribute profitability not only by reducing the costs, but also by making sustainable investment decisions and increasing the profitability margin. So HSBC found that millennial generation making up the next cohort of treasury staff often favor companies that actually support responsible causes and which embrace ethical working practices. This is very important to the millennial generation. This is a highly relevant for treasurers since significant changes in business strategies will naturally impact revenues and also supply chain directly impacting the treasury function. Digitization and automation in the financial technology space can provide benefits for treasury teams by reducing a heavy manual workload and unsocial working hours because everyone likes to spend more time outside of work, right? So when improvements such as automated cash reconciliation and investment have been implemented, treasury teams become more productive and less stretched, delivering more sustainable working practices. Um, for example, a large transportation company recently worked with HSBC in close collaboration to design a solution to address the challenge of administrative costs of making refunds, which sometimes exceeded the value of the refund itself. So not only did the solution reduce the administrative costs, but it delivered efficiency gains, freed up staff for more strategic tasks, improved risk management, but also delivered a better customer experience. Perhaps we could talk a bit about what's really important for treasurers and corporate financing executives to keep in mind when they're looking at the issues of sustainability in their companies? That's a very good question. So if you take a step back, treasurers and corporate finance executives have the power to evaluate their banking relationships and select partners and solutions based on specific criteria, including sustainability, that have the potential to positively impact the growth of the organization over not only the short term, but also the long term. So some of the key aspects of the treasurer's role, such as how the company's operations are financed and where any excess cash is invested, can have a significant impact on whether a corporate sustainability efforts are perceived positively or negatively. So reputational factors can further reduce or increase the availability of bank credit, as well as impacting cash flows. Therefore, there is a strong link between sustainability, the reputation of our organization, and also the fundamental treasury responsibilities. This means treasurers have significantly more influence than they may realize on issues such as sustainability, and so it's important to keep in mind this level of influence and ensure they future-proof their treasury functions. Similarly, other groups such as technology providers, 
senior management, and employees are becoming increasingly more supportive of the sustainability efforts, empowering treasurers to implement changes that make a real difference to sustainability goals. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about how HSBC is helping its clients to understand and, and respond to this challenge, really? Happy to, Richard. So at HSBC, our sustainability approach focuses on three main areas. First is sustainable finance, second is sustainable networks, and the third is entrepreneurship and future skills. Within global liquidity and cash management, we're supporting the transition from paper to digital in an effort to reduce the carbon footprint and give time back to our clients through productivity gains. As a bank overall, we have committed to over 100 billion of sustainable financing and investments by 2025. And within our global liquidity and cash management business, we are helping treasurers as they work to meet and exceed their organization's sustainability objectives. This goal is one of the five new commitments that HSBC is making to tackle climate change and support sustainable growth in the communities that we serve. So for global liquidity and cash management, which I'm in, we've published thought leadership pieces on sustainability and treasury specifically focusing on how treasurers can now have an active role in helping their organizations deliver on its sustainability goals. In the fourth quarter of last year, the Global Liquidity and Cash Management Corporates team published its first ever sustainability guidebook for treasurers, which was a collection of articles exploring ways in which corporate treasurers can positively influence the sustainability goals of their firms, in particular by focusing on environmental, social, and governance objectives. We also published an article on smart cities, looking at urbanization, the benefits smart cities will have on citizens, and how organizations operating within smart cities can capitalize on commercial opportunities. Additionally, we look at roles of the banks and how they can facilitate the flows and connectivity amongst government entities, businesses, and citizens in these ecosystems. So could you talk to us a little bit more about how corporates should be moving towards a level of best practice in this space? Uh, absolutely. So as HSBC continues to develop our initiatives, we see particular opportunities for our clients to embed sustainability best practices. One way for treasurers to move forward in this space is by actually focusing on opportunities in the supply chain. By reviewing their current supply chain and moving to more sustainable suppliers, treasurers can have a huge impact on reducing their organization's carbon footprint. Another is to digitize and automate processes as much as possible which may require an initial investment, but will realize long-term benefits. One such way is to actually centralize operations, for example, by establishing a payment factory or a shared service center. Moving from paper to electronic mediums and also leveraging cloud computing can also be key factors that allow corporates to reduce emissions and their overall carbon footprint. What's very important, Richard, is actually corporates should work with their banking partners that have depth and breadth that allow to leverage best practices from across its client network and provide sector-specific insights, as well as the capabilities to facilitate a move towards digitization and also automation. Corporates and banks need to work together to build creative solutions that speak to the company's growth goals and also their ESG objectives and deliver results in an integrated, sustainable way for the future. Thank you, Lance. Thank you, Richard. Pleasure. Next up, I was lucky enough to be able to speak with Patrick Payet, Secretary of State of the Seychelles and winner of the 2019 Adam Smith Award for Best Sustainable Financing Solution. 
I learned more from Patrick about the financial, practical and social benefits that their award-winning solution has brought to the country. Okay, so first of all, Patrick, broad question. Could you describe the importance of sustainability for the Seychelles? Okay, for me, the dominant sectors of Seychelles' economy are tourism uh, and fisheries, both of which are strongly tied uh, to the country marine environment and biodiversity. Given that tourism and fisheries are highly dependent on external markets, the economy is particularly vulnerable to external factors. Moreover, fisheries must undertake significant uh, governance reform and adopt best practices in uh, conservation and fisheries management to prevent further growth from eroding and natural uh, capital, while also ensuring ecosystem resilience and resource productivity in the face of climate change. Seychelles marine ecosystems are highly susceptible to climate change. The country has experienced high level of mortality and loss of production in the tuna fisheries during warming events in the last two decades. So um, uh, for me, the sustainable investment in the fisheries and the blue economics uh, is of high importance to the um, Seychelles economy to ensure that at least we remain resilient to all of the um, issues as a small and state economy. Well, wow, so it really couldn't have been more important, in fact. <laughs> and so could you tell me a little bit about what your priorities were when you were creating your framework and how these influenced the outcome? For me, the, like many island states, Seychelles economy is highly dependent on fisheries, marine habitats and other blue economy sectors such as tourism. So this was some of the main priorities for us. And we've seen that... Uh, However, the cost of uh, transitioning to sustainable fisheries can be something uh, very substantial for small animals. So for us, we take into account uh, the cost of uh, the implementation and also as a small animal economy. So these were some of the key issues that uh, were discussed. This is why we formalized it in such a way that on the implementation of the blue bond, it will include all of the aspects of sustainable, sustainability, small island state, and also the cost of the implementation of any reform. So these were some of the three issues or priorities that we've included in our framework. Fantastic. And could you describe how the Blue Bond issuance fulfills your sustainability needs? I mean, you've touched on it there. First of all, uh, we started uh, working with the World Bank on a project called the Third Southwest Indian Ocean Fisheries Governance and Share Growth Project. This is supported by the World Bank and the Global Environmental Facility, the GF. So the project, we call it itself Swayo Fishery, mainly to improve the management of marine areas and fisheries in targeted zones and strengthen fisheries value chain officials. So to meet the objective of the Swayo Fishery, what we've been implemented as well is a blended financing approach comprises of public and private investment in the form of uh, the conventional loans and grant, which uh, has been complemented by the issuance of the Blue Bond. So um, uh, for me, the proceeds on the Blue Bond will also contribute to the World Bank's uh, Southwest Indian Ocean Fisheries Governance and Share Growth Programme which supports the countries in the region to sensible manage their fisheries resource and increase economic benefits from the fisheries sector. 
So recognizing how critical the ocean and coastal space are to its future, Seychelles uh, refocuses development agenda on the blue economy um, concept. So we have also um, drafted the National Blue Economy Roadmap uh, to ensure that uh, as well we diversify the economic and create high-value jobs, ensure food security, accessible manage and protect the marine um, uh, environment. So the sustainability of the fisheries and tourism sector as the current main pillars of the um, uh, blue economy is therefore critical to meeting the goals of the blue economy roadmap. So for me, the blue bond itself will ensure that at least the main component uh, of the activities and the, the blue bond, which is expansion of sustainability, use of marine protected areas, and improved governance of priority of fisheries and sustainable development of the blue economy. So that at least the three main uh, components of the blue bond will ensure that at least all of these objectives that I have mentioned earlier are met properly in a sensible manner. Fantastic. And then yes. finally, I wanted to ask you what some of the financial, practical and social outcomes of your blue bond issuance have been? The oceans are a key contributor to employment, food security and nutrition for the population of the Seychelles. Hence, it is essential that Seychelles undertakes a transition to the blue economy, including sustainable fisheries, reducing vulnerability over fisheries and promoting resilience in the face of climate change. The main beneficiaries are Seychelles, whose livelihoods depend on marine resources and the ocean. This includes artisanal and semi-industrial fishers, operators in the tourism and seafood value chains include aquaculture, nation, national and local institutions engaged in management of marine resources, include officials, association and government entities. Ultimately, the general population of officials who benefit from a healthy marine environment and increased food security. Fabulous. I just want to finally say again, congratulations on your Adam Smith Award and thank you so much for talking to me. I really think that the work that you guys have done will hopefully yeah. help to have a really positive influence, not just on your country, but also on the whole universe of our readership and really power some positive change. So thank you for from all of us. Thank you as well from your side. Thank you to our guests, Lance Kawaguchi and Patrick Payet, and thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast channel to hear more in our pioneering podcast series.